Hey, chiropractors, we're ready for another modern chiropractic marketing show with Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing strategies, content marketing, direct response marketing, and business development with some of the leading experts in the industry. Hey, docs, welcome to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. Uh, this is your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, and today I've got an interview with Dr. Ben Fergus of Cornerstone Health and The Grip Approach, and we dive into how to really integrate rehab into your practice seamlessly. Uh, you know, I, I hear this a lot from chiropractors. Uh, I work with them on business and marketing and everything from not knowing how to integrate, hire, market it making sure that you have consistency within your rehab. There's a lot of issues. I've faced them myself in my practice. You know, in my private practice, we're kind of, we're equal parts spinal manipulation, soft tissue, and rehab. And trying to integrate all of them can be challenging if you don't have the staff and the training modules and all that type of stuff. So we dive into that. We also talk about his practice and, and how he's grown it. And, and we get a lot of good information on, trying to develop a staff and a team. You know, I, I always love having interviews on the podcast because we go into it with a, a topic and then there always seems to be other byproducts that come from the conversation. And this one is no different. We've, we went a lot of different directions, but some really good pearls from Dr. Fergus. And so it was a, a really interesting interview to hear someone that, um, for me stands out as a clinician first. And I think that's something I've tried to make sure that my audience understands is that, uh, you know, the MCM is, is all about being patient centered and, and being clinically oriented, but then layering on marketing and business and operations. And, and Dr. Fergus is a great example of that. He is purely a, just a great clinician, but at the same time, his operations are outstanding and he's a content creator. I mean, he's just a creator in general and education-based content. And so inherently, he's done a really good job of marketing without being a marketer. And I've mentioned it many times that our patients don't want to feel marketed to, but they do want to know that you're there and you're educating, you're creating content. And that's the really the foundation of what I'm trying to help chiropractors achieve. And so this interview spots like that, spotlights that. So I hope you enjoy this interview uh, with Dr. Ben Fergus, and I'll be chatting with you uh, every week. You know, and I, I, I mention that because we've actually hit our four-year anniversary uh, this month of April, and we've done it every week, and we haven't run out of topics, and we won't run out of topics. I just truly enjoy doing this, and I thank you for, uh, for listening and, and being a part of this. So four-year anniversary and uh, I hope you enjoy this interview with Dr. Fergus. All right. Welcome to the show, Ben. I really appreciate your time today. I'm excited to have you on the podcast for the first time. Obviously, you and I have had the luxury of speaking in person and on calls before in the past, but it's nice to have you on. So before we dive into a, a really interesting topic, which I haven't had on in four years, uh, which is how to really integrate uh, rehab and, and such into a practice seamlessly. Uh, and so tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, you know, personally and professionally, and then we'll dive into the material. 
Yeah, Kevin, uh, thanks for having me on your show. I, I listen to it quite a bit, especially Wednesday is an admin day for me. So last Wednesday, I was out in the kayak, getting some sunshine, listening to your, your guest last week, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm honored to be invited to be on it. So, so thank you uh, right from the start for that. Definitely. Um, so I'm based in Chicago, Illinois, just north of Chicago in Evanston. Uh, it's a, a lake town and a city town as well. And I have a chiropractic and rehabilitation practice. And we also would fit the bill as sort of a clinic gym hybrid because we have a fitness model that's part of our plan for our patients that we integrate into our facility and into our program. Uh, I started my practice in 2013 mm -hmm. and uh, I had a full vision of being a solo doc and I picked up the phone and I saw patients on Sunday evenings and the whole works uh, and then pretty quickly realized that for where our goals were, it made sense to form a team mm -hmm. to accomplish those goals. So I grew a team until we had no space at left at that first facility. And then uh, more recently in the past two years have moved to a, a larger facility to kind of keep us going on, on our mission and our, our team growth here. That's and, great. And thank you. Part of that process is with educating our team. And uh, so the other side of what I do on a weekly basis is uh, create content and educate mm -hmm. my peers through our program grip approach. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I wanted to touch on something, but I wanted to ask a question first. Uh, did you open up your practice right out of school or did you work for anybody? Uh, a little bit of a blend. It was yeah. very shortly after graduating. Mm -hmm. um, however, I did start uh, working uh, as an associate with a couple other offices. And really, um, I was fortunate to come in and it was an office that, that wanted to have rehab as part mm -hmm. of what they did. And they, they didn't do it at all, mm -hmm. but we had crossed paths and I said, why don't you come in and start building a rehab program for our office? Mm -hmm. uh, and I did that, but at the same time I was working on opening my own practice. So it, yeah. it allowed me to do a kind of an easy transition into my practice. Oh, that's, that's perfect. And then before we started recording, we were kind of chatting a little bit and, and you've made mention of this before where, you know, marketing is not really your, your thing. And, and I wanted to touch on that because what you are a good example of is um, taking really good clinical uh, aspect of things and, and kind of marrying it with really good operations. And, and I feel you do a really good job. And I've got a little bit of a intimate knowledge of your practice and, and your team. And, and so you've done a really good job of, of that. And that's what's really helped with growth. And then you've done enough to where you've sprinkled on some good marketing to to uh, add some fuel to the fire, but our audience, there's a lot of chiropractors out there that I feel like, um, you know, they're, they're afraid of marketing, but what's interesting about really good content marketing. So I actually think you're good at marketing because mm -hmm. what, because what you're good at is the type of marketing that I think chiropractors need to be doing. And that is education based content. Right. And so speak to me a little bit about, uh, your education-based content that you've done over the years that you feel that has helped you grow in your practice? Because I know you've done a lot of it. Yeah, that's a good point. I mm -hmm. I think I probably say I do, don't do marketing kind of as a cop-out because <laughs> in my mindset, I don't do marketing. Um, I, there's companies that market that I think mm -hmm. are very attractive to me and I'm not doing that. And I, I feel like 
guilt for not advertising or marketing in that way. Um, but in reality, we probably do a little more marketing than we, we think we do up front. Um, for example, last week, there is a, a pretty talented massage clinic in town um, that they've sent us patients uh, over the years and, and vice versa. And they asked if I would come in and teach them about what a chiropractic adjustment is. Mm-hmm. Initially, they said, come in and teach us something. And I, I had this big list of what, what I wanted to show them. Mm-hmm. And the day of, they said, you know, we don't really know what a chiropractic adjustment is. So I think that was a real softball. Um, but I went in and I did a lunch and learn. I told them about how we palpate the spine mm-hmm. when we would use an adjustment and what cases they might see where an adjustment could be helpful. Mm-hmm. And for me, the mindset is improve clinical care wherever a patient has access to it. In this case, that massage clinic is quite popular and it may be the best chance to connect a patient with the care they need. Mm-hmm. Um, but realistically, Hey, that's, that is marketing, right? That's, that's educating peers of how mm-hmm. to refer to you. Yep. Um, it, the content that we create for our practice is displayed in two ways. Mm-hmm. One in our, our lobby and our website, we have videos of mm-hmm. exercises that, that we may do for conditions, um, that anybody can look up and, and kind of review and get a little speck of what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also do a little bit of social media, Facebook and Instagram. And usually when I create a video on there, I like to focus on a problem. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the uh, previous marketing I looked at was primarily focused on a solution without mm-hmm. really highlighting a problem. So mm-hmm. we'll take a patient or an athlete that say maybe they've lost their ability to internally rotate a leg. Mm-hmm. And so in our Instagram or Facebook, we'll say this is a client that had X condition. And our evaluation shows the biggest factor is that they can't internally rotate the leg. Let's take a look what that looks like. And here are two of the three things we do that can restore that motion. And here's the outcome for the patient. So it's really present a problem that is relatable Mm -hmm. and then show a couple ways that we can uh, teach the patient or the client how to solve that problem. That's great. Now, are you, so you're, you're showing the problem and then how to, how to fix it. Are you also maybe connecting the dots to put that hip internal rotation issue into a context of uh, maybe what that's inhibiting that person from doing in their life, sport or work at all? Yeah. Sometimes that's really obvious. Um, Mm -hmm. We're, we're fortunate uh, over the last few years to be working with a lot of our local uh, universities, football players and other athletes and for them, some of the things are really obvious. Like they had an ankle injury, so they're running their 40 time, you know, uh, three tenths of a second slower than they would like to. And they've got the combine coming up or, or they've got their pro day coming up and we've got three weeks to make a change. So that's really obvious, uh, goal oriented. Here's what they have to get back to their former speed. And, oh, look, they were actually able to cut, um, you know, a 10th of a second off of the rest time mm-hmm. for our patients. It, our patients, I, we haven't dove into this yet. Our mission here at Cornerstone health is to help eradicate chronic pain in Evanston, Chicago, and then a little broader reach after that. Mm -hmm. So our daily patient may be very different than those athletes and that, you know, they might just want to reduce one or two of the pain medications they're on, Mm -hmm. or they've got their grandson's graduation and they want to walk, walk to sit at that. And so we do kind of connect, here's the problem. 
here's what the problem's stopping the patient from being able to do. And here's how we were able to close that gap. So I, I love that, that format. That's perfect. And also thank you for sending one of the combine players down to us this past yeah, year. So the, good. we always appreciate the referral. So, uh, he spoke highly of what you guys do. So yeah, I know you have, uh, athletes there at a high level and then you touch base on the chronic pain patients. I wouldn't mm-hmm. mind, uh, diving into that a little bit because that is a very clear audience that you've developed over time and, and it's served you well. And so, mm-hmm. um, come put together the process of, for you that you came to terms with why that patient population is uh, suitable for cornerstone. And then what have you been doing to try to connect with those groups of people? Sure. Well, I did, I did grow into this subset. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was a bit of an evolution because in school and even before I went to Cairo school, my primary focus was most likely sports. I wanted to do something with athletics. Uh, and in school, I helped to develop a sports rehab club. We brought speakers in and I presented, and that was, that was really my bread and butter mindset. Um, but also I was seeing lots of other sports meds clinics and they, they weren't really doing the things that I wanted to do or that I, I thought should be done for the most part. Mm-hmm. And that it ultimately it was a lot of competition. Every place I wanted to practice, there was already a sports focused Cairo set up. Yeah. And, you know, when you're starting something, you do have that concern, even if you're good, how do I separate myself from in the public opinion, Mm -hmm. from other things that are available. And I didn't want to start in something where it had to feel competitive because ultimately we all serve just a little sliver of the population. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to diversify from the start. Um, so part of that. I had a lot of family members that had chronic problems, failed surgeries, et cetera. And, um, going back to, you know, when I was growing up, my mother specifically had a terrible disc herniation water skiing and was essentially bed rest for over a year. Mm -hmm. And ultimately nothing was really helpful for her until she got in the hands of somebody that really understood the condition Mm -hmm. and could turn it around relatively quickly. And I thought that was cool that you could go in and everybody, you know, 80% of the people could be saying a, but the problem was B one doctor said the problems B and it worked and it it solved the problem. And I thought that's kind of where I want to focus on is how to solve something when nothing else is working. Mm -hmm. And initially, you know, I, I speak to some people at conferences. I thought, well, this is going to get me in trouble. I'm going to be spending my days with these really hard, complicated cases where the patient can't do much and they're kind of pitiful and maybe they, they're not motivated to help themselves. And, and that that's a concern for a lot of doctors when I say you should get fired up for chronic pain. Um, but at the same time, you know, I work with football players mm-hmm. and if you ask pretty much any football player, they probably have some chronic pain too, or your hockey players with chronic groin strain, chronic pain is not only people that haven't learned how to help themselves. It's people that might have a really high exposure to a demand that their body is not prepared to handle. And, and that can really be any of your patients. And if you go to your patients and they might come in for acute back pain, but if you ask them, do you have something that's been going on for years that you Mm -hmm. haven't been able to get better from, and you haven't told me about yet, I bet a lot of them have something that really classify or, you know, quantifies Mm -hmm. as chronic pain. 
So it's a, it's a big category, mm -hmm. but because nobody's really talking about taking somebody in chronic pain and not just managing symptoms, but maybe finding resolution, mm -hmm. it allows us to be really unique in that niche and really speak to yeah. people more specifically about it. Yeah, I agree. You know, I think sometimes we think of the chronic pain patient as, uh, you know, fibromyalgia or, or whatever, and some of the other things, maybe obesity and, and lack of exercise. But I, I mean, I had recently have a ex, uh, seal team six, you know, um, gentleman, and he, he's in chronic pain, you know, he's 43. Mm -hmm. He looks like a beast, you know, from the outside, he just looks impressive. Uh, but he donated his body to the U S military for many years. And yeah. he, he knows he's going to be battling, uh, chronic pain for a very long time. And so we're working through things to try to help self-manage it and doing that. So the chronic pain patient doesn't look the same, right? That's right. <laughs> and so I'm glad you, I'm glad you clarified that because that's a big distinction. Yeah. I was speaking with, uh, Annie O'Connor at mm -hmm. a, at a forward thinking chiropractic event, uh, a year or two ago when we could meet in person and, and she put this challenge on here, a uh, quick calling it chronic pain. And I, I agree, you know, we use it in, in our uh, discussion, but I think she was advocating instead of saying chronic pain, it's persistent pain. Mm -hmm. And there is a little bit of a distinction. When, we, when you say chronic pain, you think of a certain type of person, but yep. when you say persistent pain, it's more of a thought of, I have a pain and it's, it's not changing. And that's ultimately what we're dealing with is people who tried to get better. And for some reason it didn't work. Okay. That makes sense. That's a really good clarification. So uh, thank you for that. But yeah, so you've done well with chronic pain. And it's also a, a good example where you've developed a very strong niche, but at the same time, it hasn't pigeonholed you into only that you have a pretty right. well, you know, diversified practice and you've got multiple providers and, and things of that nature. So I don't want people thinking that if you uh, really focus on something, then you're, you're only going to you know, be known for, for that, or there's only so many of those types of people and it's hard to build a practice around that right? and, and those types of things. So that's good to know. I, I think that, uh, if anything, this niche of persistent pain or chronic pain mm -hmm. has really opened up a lot of possibility for us to run the, run the practice and do the healthcare that we really mm -hmm. want to do. And I'll, I'll use this for an example, and this may feel very foreign to the chiropractors listening. Mm -hmm. It is pretty rare that somebody walks into my door and the only thing they've come for is wanting to experience a chiropractic adjustment. Mm -hmm. They're coming because somebody told them you have a problem that's not getting better mm -hmm. and this office can change that for you. Yeah. And for me, that's really exciting because it means that for a client that needs an adjustment, I can still mm -hmm. adjust them. Mm -hmm. But if they need uh, a DNS exercise, I can use that. If they need acupuncture, I can use that. If they need a referral for a specific type of injection, I can provide that referral. And they're mm -hmm. still extremely pleased because they're connected to a solution. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's really exciting to be in a, in a detective and solution game rather than a specific type of therapy mm -hmm. game. And th I think that's what this unique niche allows you to do is mm -hmm. to be the best provider you can be, whatever that means to you, whatever that means to that patient. Well, see, there you go again, you're doing good marketing. Uh, and that's like, you're the guide that Donald Miller would talk about. And you're, pro you're providing them with a plan and guidance to get them the result that they want. 
versus positioning the spinal manipulation as the the, the hero, right? So mm-hmm. that's uh, that's actually really good messaging, and you've honed that in over time, and it's really good. I, I recently heard a something that I liked. I can't remember where it was, but in in strategic coach, they they teach us how to really hone in on our unique abilities, and they have us write out a unique ability statement. And I finally have gotten clear on what mine is, and and one of it is is that um, I'm a a resource to collect and catalog. Uh, these types of resources to help transform people's lives, whether for me, whether that's uh, the patient, right? I still treat patients twice a week. So uh, I'm constantly trying to catalog and, and collect different resources that are going to improve them. And then the same thing uh, for chiropractors with helping them grow their practice. Obviously I'm trying to interview folks like you and do all kinds of different things to get the most modern, uh, strategies out there to help grow practices. So I feel like that's become my unique ability. And then for you, it's the same type of thing. You, um, you are what I wanted to mention earlier, but we kind of went on a, on a little bit of a, a, a tangent, but, um, you know, you don't have to be a, a marketer, but what you mm-hmm. are is a creator. And the way I know you're a creator is because you've done it in your practice to grow it, whether it's videos or public speaking or whatever. But also, I always know when a chiropractor is a creator is when not only have they built a practice, but they're also becoming kind of an industry transformer where you're also creating um, information in a, in a way you've obviously collected and cataloged a lot of good resources to help other chiropractors out be able to do the same thing in their own practice. And that's obviously with the grip approach. So can you uh, touch a little bit on what the grip approach is and how you first utilize that in your own private practice? Yeah, thank you. Uh, So let's start with the basics. GRIP is an acronym that stands for Global Rehabilitation and injury prevention. Mm -hmm. And essentially what that means is when we take a rehab approach, rather than focusing on one complaint, let's say Mm -hmm. knee pain or uh, ligament laxity in the knee, one Mm -hmm. local problem with a local solution, as much as possible, we are trying to find a global or a full body picture of the case. So Mm -hmm. that same knee problem, it might be identified when we look at the foot, the hip, the lumbar spine, and the walking gait, that's really the whole problem is looking at the whole body. It just happens that the weakest link at that, that point is the knee. So global is a full body view, both for evaluation and typically a full body type of exercise for the rehabilitation. Mm-hmm. So the same thing on the knee, we're rarely doing just, let's say knee extensions to strengthen the quadriceps. Because although that is good for firing the knee muscles, it only involves a small area of the motor cortex of the brain to actually Mm. fire those muscles in isolation. But if you put the body in three or four positions where they need quadriceps strength Mm -hmm. and you get the whole body working on strengthening it, you fire up a bigger portion of the brain, you get better contraction and better coordination. So global is a full body viewpoint for eval and a full body approach for rehabilitation. 
injury prevention, well, that's a goal. Um, mm -hmm. That one's pretty hard to define. Uh, we all know that the biggest predictor of injury is previous injury, and mm -hmm. it's, it's hard to, to stop that. Uh, but ultimately, when we work with somebody, we're not trying to rehab them to a point where they experience no pain. Yeah. There's a lot of ways you can experience no pain. You can drink a bunch, you can take certain drugs, you can cut the nerves and there's no pain. Um, but that doesn't really change um, the predictors for future injury. Mm -hmm. So when we, again, are evaluating or forming a plan, our endpoint is when they demonstrate uh, full restoration of function and mm -hmm. some durability against the activities that they're going to do. So that's, that's the name of grip yeah. approach. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. but let's break it down a little more simple and, and tell you what we do with it. Mm -hmm. So the basics, uh, comes down to the need that chiropractors have. Mm -hmm. The need is when you think about using rehabilitation, you don't have something as simple as joint palpation to tell you what to do. Joint palpation is beautiful that way. You can palpate a joint in three planes of motion and say, oh, I need to adjust the joint in these two planes of motion. I'm a rock star. It's going to work out great. And I wanted to have a system like that, that applied to rehab and made it better, not, not degraded it, but made it better. And so that's what we do with grip approach in our functional range of motion testing. We take a problematic movement, let's say a lunge. Mm -hmm. We look at each joint motion that's required for the lunge. And then we palpate those motions by using a movement test. So it's not hands-on palpation. It's a movement test palpation. Mm -hmm. Can the knee move forward? Can the hip internally rotate? Whatever's needed for that specific motion. Mm -hmm. And when we have our yes, no answers, that will guide us to what type of quote unquote adjustment or intervention needs to be done. Mm -hmm. And our system is built to use a global rehab exercise or a really focused structural intervention that, that could be an adjustment or could be a tissue therapy, but it all comes down to finding clarity in breaking down big problems into the little parts that make them click and then fixing those. Mm -hmm. Let's take a break from today's episode and announce our sponsor, Propel Marketing and Design. I've known Darcy Sullivan for years and we've worked hand in hand on my websites. I don't trust anybody else to do search engine optimization. There's so much to it and she does a great job. If you're really going to get results with Google, you have to make sure your website is SEO optimized. And I really don't want you doing it yourself as a chiropractor. You just have to have this type of stuff done for you. There's just no way around it. And if you're looking to get more organic online traffic that pulls in new patients, Propel Marketing Design is currently offering chiropractors who listen to this podcast a free SEO website review. The free review will help you uncover methods that will improve your website and boost your search engine visibility. Head over to propelyourcompany.com slash chiropractor and schedule your free SEO website review. You won't regret it. She gets great results and your website needs this. Your search results need this. Head on over there to propelyourcompany.com slash chiropractor to get your free SEO website review today. Look, you've heard me talk about ChiroUp before, and I'll talk about them again. For those of you that aren't familiar with ChiroUp or haven't checked them out, what they are doing is amazing. I just love their clinical expertise and how they really help the chiropractor and help the chiropractor help their patient base, right? ChiroUp is an online platform designed by two chiropractors, Dr. Tim 
Bertelsmann and Dr. Brandon Steele. They have nailed down the three things that chiropractors want and then created the resources to accomplish these goals all in one online system. Look, if you want to save more time, treat more conditions confidently, and grow your practice, then you need to try ChiroUp. Their subscribers love ChiroUp because the resources are practice game changers. I love them because I feel like we don't know how to create content sometimes and we struggle with ideas or feeling confident in what we're talking about and ChiroUp really helps solve that for you. And you will love them because of their commitment to work with you and your unique practice goals. Seriously, go to their website, check out their plans and see what they're all about. First time subscribers can get 15% off their monthly subscription with the code CHRISTY15. That's CHRISTY15 for 15% off your monthly subscription. Uh, that's great. And then um, how did you develop that in the sense of, or I, let me ask, rephrase that. When did you develop it? Was it in the kind of early middle part of the career? How did you kind of organize it as such and then be able to implement it? I guess one of the things that I struggle with or other chiropractors do is kind of that continuity of care and, and making sure that your visits are consistent and, and all mm -hmm. that type of stuff. Uh, how did you put all that together for your practice and really get the consistency going? Yeah, I think the honest answer is that I'm still putting it together. And I hope it's always having a little bit of that evolution with it. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I started the company itself when I was still a student because nice. I, I saw a need, a specific need in my own studies mm -hmm. for a better organizational system. Uh, at that point, I was purely hosting other individuals and in their information. I, mm -hmm. I was big time into dynamic neuromuscular stabilization, mm -hmm. hosted their courses in Chicago and all over the U.S. and uh, in Asia as well, learning as much as I could and helping connect people with that program. Uh, and I learned from other programs as well through hosting them. And I thought, great, I have the best tool set. I'm an, I'm an all-star with performing these treatments, mm -hmm. um, but I have so many tools and I don't always know the very best one to use or the most efficient one to mm -hmm. use. And so I kind of would cycle through what I thought the best tools were. And um, that was fine. But when at the time I was running a kind of expensive cash practice where people mm -hmm. were coming to me to be the expert and I really wasn't the expert at that point. I had mm -hmm. good tools, mm -hmm. but I couldn't knock it out of the park every single time. And that's what I wanted to move towards. Mm -hmm. And so I started to collect data on our most effective strategies. And when we had two or three things that always worked for a problem, we would look at what is the same about these two approaches versus what's different. And we kind of developed our own program out of that. So then it started when I was a student to organize everything I was learning. And then we refined it through the first few years of practice until we had something that I could then educate my own staff mm -hmm. on how to act the way that I did with a client and get the same results that mm -hmm. I did. Um, you may have had this experience. Uh, I know I, and a lot of my colleagues have, you go to a seminar and you watch this master at yeah. what they're doing, break down a case have light bulb after a light bulb moment, do something really simple. And the case is like immediately better. And everybody, you know, the, mm -hmm. the skull pops up the, the brain, you know, it's a huge, like light bulb moment for everybody. And they go back to the clinic or you go back to your clinic and you say, okay, I'm going to think that way. I'm going to act that way. Where do I start? 
Yeah. And, and what I found is a lot of the really great clinicians do exceptional work, but it's hard to break down every thought they have mm -hmm. into a process that you can do in your practice and you can teach your staff to do. Yeah. Like, how do you teach everybody to have the same type of results as that expert? Mm -hmm. And that's what I really want to grip to be is not something where people come and watch me do something cool, yeah. but I want them to come and say, oh, this is really logical. This mm -hmm. is something I can do every time to have those great results. And I can even teach my staff to do it so that I'm not the only one that can do it. Yeah. So I wanted to really build that into the system as I went along. And that's what I'm working on refining. Yeah. It kind of reminds me, I always use the, the Dan Marino analogy where, you know, he was so good at what he did, but there's no way he would ever be a great coach or quarterback coach. Cause he just had a talent that was not really <laughs> reproducible or you couldn't really uh, instill that information into someone. And I see a lot of those types of gurus out there where uh, they've, they've got something about them where they can do it, but they can't really teach how yeah. to organize it in a way that's again, reproducible in your, in your clinic. Yeah. That's, that's funny. You say it though. I, I had one particular mentor that really sticks out in my head. And I know a few people that know me will know exactly who I'm talking about here, but I had this guy whose material I absolutely loved. I thought he's the best at what he did. And I begged him to teach me. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I got our school to hire him to come in and teach a class. Uh, he started the class. This is, I'm like a second trimester student. He comes in to teach the class and he limits the class to try six, seven, and eight. I'm like, you know, I, I, I had to beg to actually get let into the class that I got the school to hire him to teach. <laughs> I got in there. I'm like a sponge learning everything mm -hmm. I can. And every single day I see him, I ask him, can I come and shadow in your office? Mm -hmm. And every single time he says no. And I finally, I get to the end of the class. I said, why will you not let me come and study with you? And he mm -hmm. said, honestly, you wouldn't get anything out of it because I don't really know what I'm doing until I do it. And I can't, you know, I can't tell you what I'm doing because I'm discovering it along the way. <laughs> and that, that's probably true, but it was yeah. so frustrating as somebody that just wanted to learn how to mm -hmm. be that good to not have access to a system to do it. So mm -hmm. that was really important to me with grip is that we make it systematic in a way that's reproducible for anyone. Mm -hmm. Perfect. I love it. And that's going to be very helpful for a lot of people. Uh, you obviously have done a lot of live uh, workshops and then uh, something happened last year. I don't know what it was, but uh, <laughs> a lot of those went, went by the wayside for a period of time. Uh, but in the interim, you've put together something really impressive. I've had the uh, luxury of looking through it. And again, it goes back to me saying, I think you're really good at uh, collecting and cataloging and organizing it all. Uh, so tell us a little bit about this uh, new online platform that you have and, and what the goals of that are for the chiropractor. Yeah. So ultimately with, with any rehab program, you need some hands-on observation mm -hmm. so that that doesn't go away. Um, but you know, as good as you are at learning live, you need to review material and mm -hmm. little cell phone videos just don't cut it when you're trying to revamp a practice or to train staff. So what we did with our program is rethink it to, to what the best learning experience would be mm -hmm. and quickly realize that having easy to access videos that were really well organized would make the biggest impact for the people learning our system. Mm -hmm. So we put the majority, the bulk of the class into a digital searchable format. Mm -hmm. um, 
where you log in and you first go through some lecture material to understand what we're doing, but then it quickly breaks down conditions based on a fairly simple criteria of naming the joint that has a problem mm -hmm. and which singular plane of motion has the biggest problem within it. So if we look at the glenohumeral joint as our focus, we can say the biggest issue is humeral antimotion, humeral flexion. Mm -hmm. And as long as the doctor can identify the joint and the movement that doesn't work, they can log on to grip and search that motion, that joint. And it will talk about how to measure that deficit, the absolute most effective rehab strategy for it. And it will also include some really um, specific structural or tissue interventions that they can use as a package mm -hmm. to have good outcomes with that particular problem. So we want it to be really systematic. Um, there's some long form videos, but most of them, we got the video down to a minute or less. Oh, nice. Because, you know, sometimes you see something, you're like, what, what was that exercise mm -hmm. that fixes humeral internal rotation right away? You can step out for 45 seconds and, and come back in the hero as long as you can search that on, on the website. Mm -hmm. So digital format that's searchable, but then when you buy that, you also get a voucher to attend a live class whenever you like when it's mm -hmm. near you or if you want to travel for it. So mm -hmm. it's all one purchase, online library, online lectures, and attendance to the live class to kind of hone your skills and mm -hmm. become the expert. That's great. And that also would help lend itself to what you were saying earlier, where chiropractors that have multiple doctors in there have a hard time training staff. And yeah. Or not even doctors, but maybe it's rehab CAs, maybe it's ATCs, whatever. Uh, this could be a great resource for the whole clinic to make sure everybody's on the same page. Is that correct? Absolutely. I, I think that's really the power of our practice right now. And, yeah. and I think people don't talk about enough that the real benefit to investing and training your staff is everything your staff is really good at is something you don't have to do anymore. Yeah. That's as you know, you're, you're what 13, 14 years into practice. I wish 17. I'm getting 17. Old, man. Okay. Real old. Well, you look, yeah, <laughs> you got the Florida glow, I guess. Uh, so, you know, there's, there's going to be some cases where you just don't want to do that part anymore. And if your staff is as good or better than you at doing it, you don't mm -hmm. have to. And that's, that will either free you up to do what you want or mm -hmm. free you up to do the more important things. And, and this system, the way we organized it, we started doing this for our team meetings. I invest a lot of time in training my staff, yep. a minimum of 30 minutes every clinical day. Mm -hmm. Well, I say, okay, on Monday, we're going to look at lumbar lateral motion before mm -hmm. the meeting. Everybody watches the three videos from on the website that correspond to it and they practice it. So when we get to that 30 minutes, it is a high value 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. We review what they know. We clean it up. We talk about cases where it's applicable mm -hmm. and how to modify it. And then I know anytime I get a patient that can't side bend the lumbar spine, I've got four other people in my office that can knock it out of the park. And it's just there at the tips of the fingers. Well, I'd like to circle back around. I mentioned, you know, where you excel at operations and, and that's something I knew about your, your clinic and your team was that it's not by accident. You invest a lot of time into training them. And, and that's a, a huge part of having that clinical competency amongst all your staff and getting the results. And then what it does to, again, to touch on something I mentioned earlier is it allows you to focus on your unique ability 
And that is helping to serve the profession. You know, if you were having to do all of this stuff in your practice and you didn't have a team, there's a high chance you wouldn't have had the time and, and kind of bandwidth to create the grip approach and help other chiropractors do it. And so I just want people to, to understand how important it is to invest in a team. And it really ends up freeing you up, even though, yes, you spend 30 minutes a day doing that. Uh, that 30 minute investment frees up endless amounts of hours to really uh, produce big things. Yeah. And you know, that 30 minutes doesn't, doesn't change, but that 30 minutes could be training one person yourself, mm-hmm. or it could be training 10 people. And when, when you grow and you're training 10 people simultaneously, that 30 minutes, uh, the value of it has really increased a lot. Yeah. It's exponential. Um, I think a little bit about a baseball analogy for, for chiropractors. Uh, so, you know, when you first start, you're kind of the whole team, right? You catch, you, you run the bases, you do everything, you, you rake it at the end to make sure it looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you look at any baseball team and, and any chiropractor who's trying to position themselves to be the best, well, for the Florida Marlins, who's the best starting pitcher? I don't think they have any man. I, okay. All right. I, <laughs> I'm you know, a maybe fan. Sandy or something. So, okay. You take the best starting pitcher on a team. Yeah. They're not pitching every night. No. You know, most nights they might pitch half a game mm-hmm. and they do their job and the rest of the team comes in and they take care of business mm-hmm. and really like three to five years into practice, everybody should be positioning themselves to be like that starting pitcher role mm-hmm. where you come in and you do a really good job, but you have a team around you mm-hmm. that wins the game. Yeah. And then, you know, you don't really go further without having a really good closer and those guys, they come in and do really specialized work for maybe two innings yep. and they're just pure fire. And like, after you've built the team and everything's clicking, you kind of move into that role as the closer. And that's where rehab into your chiropractic office can be really effective because the closer or where we're at in our, our careers right now, you, you come in and you see the patient for really specialized work, it's, it's one or two things. One, you identify exactly what the problem is. Mm-hmm. And two, if there's something that only you can do, like maybe the chiropractic adjustment, you give them that portion of the care, mm-hmm. but then the team is trained to do everything else. And usually that falls under that category of rehab mm-hmm. and you'll have really successful care and you'll be able to kind of designate yourself in that closer role. It makes sense. And, and, and you know, uh, you've talked to a lot of chiropractors and you've trained a lot of chiropractors. Uh, obviously, one of the common issues that we all see is integrating rehab into the practice efficiently and to a point where it's, uh, you know, like, honestly, we have to make a business out of it, but how do you mm-hmm. do it in such a way? So what are some of the pitfalls you've seen when chiropractors try to implement rehab? And then what are some of the, uh, aside from obviously, um, having everything organized really well and all that, but other key tips to implementing rehab into a practice successfully? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Um, and I I think it comes down to whether or not you're trying to do it all yourself or to build a team that does it. And I think you can do either. And I think most new Kairos are mostly looking at doing it themselves because I see them invest in their, their own education a lot, Mm -hmm. which is, is great. It's uh, commendable. Uh, but I think I'd really like to speak to the team idea because those that might have a little bit of the time and financial budget to change a practice, to add rehab, Mm -hmm. um, hopefully this will, 
will hit home. Yep. The biggest problems I've seen, and I saw this just discussed on social media the other day, mm-hmm. the biggest problems I've seen is people that limp into their hiring for mm-hmm. the rehab position. So they think that a certain type of letters behind the name PT, ATDC, mm-hmm. if they get the right letters and they can pay them little enough to keep a profit margin, then they will have a rehab practice. And some may, but the stories I hear is usually that's what's ending in failure is not enough thought and energy put into fostering the team with first getting a really good hire Mm -hmm. and then providing them consistently with the resources needed to excel. And that was surely a pitfall with some of my early hires as well as I hired Mm -hmm. who was who I knew and who was available. That was my criteria and we really had to revamp that. So I think the best thing that somebody can do if they want to transition their practice into a rehab practice is first have a really good communication system to be able to say, this is the problem. And here are the things I want you to do to address the problem. We, we try to provide that with grip. The second thing they need to do is hire the right person and invest in them. Mm -hmm. So that's finding a good personality of somebody who's reliable and who's eager to learn. Those are really the only three criteria. Fun Mm -hmm. to talk to. Uh, They don't even have to have a great skill set to start with as long as they're really hungry to learn Mm -hmm. because you're going to help to teach them and grow them into being exactly what they need to be for your office. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you can invest in that, your, your investment will come back to you at least twofold. And, you know, I was fortunate to make some really good hires where now the person who does the most rehab with me is also leading education of two or three people that are under him. Mm-hmm. And now we're growing the team, yeah. but the same standard is being held. And that mm-hmm. comes through good hiring and education. That's great. You know, and that's why like a lot of the chiropractors that start out doing a lot of the rehab on themselves, I actually just sent out an email today about it, but, um, you know, they tend, what I find is they tend to spend a good amount of time with that patient and they don't charge enough or, or insurance doesn't reimburse enough. So, uh, there's kind of, there's not enough profit margin. So it's difficult to ever get to a point where you can hire and invest in that. So you got to maybe first address those variables mm-hmm. and then, and then secondly, look at it as an investment, not a cost. And, and then third, you probably should start putting money away each month for maybe a few months of that person's pay. Uh, so you can kind of bite that a little bit, you know, you know a little bit less to chew on mm-hmm. versus uh, hoping that you can afford it just randomly and, and hiring. So make sure you plan for it, do that accordingly, and you should be able to grow from there. And then you'll have more profit margin, more, more revenue, more profits and keep on investing like you have. So I, I appreciate that information. Uh, this is all great info. Um, if someone's interested in signing up for the online option you have now, how could they find that information? Yeah. So the website's all revamped at gripapproach.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also find links to our, our pages on Facebook and Instagram. That's where I do some you know short clips to kind of get everybody pumped up and see what you can do with the program once you get the basics down. And uh, of course, there's a nice option on the, the website right now. You know, if you, if you buy a class or you, you buy the whole clinical series, mm-hmm. you'll get access today and you can spend your lunch learning it. 
Um, but if you're, if you're not quite ready for that and you just want to dip your toes into the format and what we're, we're doing, there's also an option for a free intro class and, and it's pretty bulky. It's a five hour class with oh, lots nice. of things that you can do right away. Mm -hmm. Um, we've even been telling our patients to sign up for that free class because it's going to teach them about movement. Mm -hmm. It's going to teach them how to breathe and move the shoulders and feet to an extent. And that's all in actually a free class now. So that's on gripapproach.com. Perfect. And I'll make sure I have that in the show notes. Um, I really appreciate your, your time today. Is there anything you want to leave our audience with before we, we let you go? Uh, you know, I, I think the, the big thing is, is just don't be afraid of the, the, the persistent pain population, mm -hmm. because uh, I think a lot of your patients are already in that group. Mm -hmm. And if you get really good at solving the unsolvable, then you'll have your niche ready for you wherever you're at. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Thank you for your time today, doc. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. Before you leave, make sure you check out our website. We've got blogs and podcasts and all kinds of great info at www.modernchiropracticmarketing.com. We also have a closed Facebook group of the same name where a lot of like-minded chiropractors are workshopping ideas and making sure that we have this continual advancement of marketing, business, mindset, and just growth of your practice. So check us out, modernchiropracticmarketing.com and the Facebook group of the same name.